Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I wasn't asking you. I was asking our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how's it going, guys? What's up? Welcome back to the Two Degrees Hotter podcast. Here we are. This is like a record amount of time that we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. I think it's been, I think it'll be two weeks tomorrow. Really? Which really doesn't feel like that much in the grand scheme of things. But, but like, considering. We, yeah, we usually see each other like multiple times a week. Yeah. Considering our like main hobby we do together. Our, our two, two hobbies, main hobbies yeah. we do together. That is a while yeah. to see each other. How you been? You know, we'll talk about it in the week in review. Fair enough. So uh, we're chilling. The boys are out. Yeah. My boyfriend's on vacation without me. People think that's weird. We actually go on a lot really? of trips without each other. I don't think that that's Maybe because, like, if you live together, they assume, you, like, you're kind of a package deal at that point, which, like, we are, but I think, I don't know, the situations just often warrant themselves to separate travel. Like, he doesn't really like flying far places, so yeah. I go to Europe without him. He does golf things without me. Yeah. So, anyways, he's gone. We're here. We've got the vibes going. We've got Aperol sp- spritzies. Yeah. Uh, makeshift ones. They're made with rosé instead of Prosecco, but... I honestly, I don't taste the difference, really. No, I don't either. So. I think it's pretty good. And what are we talking about today? Because I have had no involvement in the preparation for this episode. <laughs> we are reacting to some Reddit dating stories. So if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that we have done a couple of reactions to the Am I the Asshole thread on Reddit, which is a very fun and entertaining thread to read through. I highly recommend. But that's not the only thread out there on Reddit. We thought it would be fun to react to one of the dating threads, specifically r slash dating underscore advice. Is that what that's called? When it's like underscore, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the dating advice Reddit thread. And we have some interesting stories. We tried to do a mix of like relationship versus like just dating um and we're gonna give you our unsolicited advice on these various scenarios if there's anything we're gonna do it's give advice (laughs) (laughs) it's give unsolicited (laughs) advice but before that we're gonna start with our segments and kick it off with the week in review So like I mentioned last episode, I, well, I recorded my solo like two weeks ago and then you Mm -hmm. did a solo last week. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I was in the District of Columbia, our nation's capital. (laughs) Literally everything I saw there, I was like, this is the water of our nation's capital. (laughs) We went to Kiroba. I was like, this is the rice and beans of our nation's capital. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Um, It was my first time in DC. Pretty interesting. It was a weird it's weird because it was a planned city, right? And mm-hmm. I would say Boston is like the antithesis of a planned city. Mm-hmm. And it was nice in some ways, but it also felt kind of like a bit soulless in some ways. Okay. And I know that I'm judging by like the wrong areas. Like I know people that live in DC are going to be like, you have to go to like the neighborhoods and like Georgetown and whatever. And I just didn't get a chance to do that. Um, 
but it was like very walkable, but it was on these like huge boulevards at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it was very accessible and the metro was great. I don't know. It was just, it was pretty, it was a pretty interesting combination of circumstances. But basically, I was there for work. We did like a lobbying coalition situation. So I was in my um, political science era. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to dress business formal. <laughs> um, and I had to wear heels and quite literally run around Capitol Hill because oh the meetings are all in different buildings and they're not close together. That was another thing I learned about DC. In my head, like the White House, the Capitol building, Lincoln Memorial, I thought they were all like, you know, pretty close, maybe yeah. 10, 15 minutes apart. Wrong. Miles, miles yeah. apart. Yeah. So that was new. Um, and yeah, so we had, uh, I had eight legislative meetings. My boss had 10 because I got kicked out of the high profile ones. <gasps> yeah. Dang. We can only bring one person. Um, and one of those people that I missed was Mitch McConnell. So it's probably for the best. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So pretty interesting. <gasps> I would have um, fought him on the spot. I mean, apparently like his whole office was just like extremely unreceptive to the meeting, which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> given it was like, it was about clean tech and like putting more funding into clean tech innovation. But like, why take the meeting? Like they can say yeah. no. So bizarre. Just so they can get on their high horse. Yeah. Just so they can like. Mansplain the climate crisis to people who work in it every I single guess. day probably. Um, so yeah, it was pretty interesting. So the, I had one day that was like back-to-back-to-back meetings. And then the second day, I was supposed to have more meetings, but those were the ones that I got kicked out of. So I did have one morning meeting, and then I walked around. um, I walked nine miles by myself, just taking in the sights. Holy crap. (laughs) That's so much. So I walked from, like, where we were staying in Capitol Hill. I didn't take, like, the most efficient route. People are going to be like, how did this take you nine miles? But I, like, walked to – I did the botanical garden, which is free. Everything's free. Like, all the museums Mm -hmm. are free, which is cool. Um down Independence Ave all the way to the Washington Monument, Lincoln Memorial, White House. Um, I think that's it. And then I just like got food. But yeah, the soulless thing was a little weird because I felt like obviously no one lives in like that area. So I think that was like the problem for me. It was like it's the opposite of like mixed use. Like there's nothing mixed use about it. It's just offices, which I guess makes sense. But it's like I felt like there weren't even, like, a lot of restaurants. Like, I wanted to get lunch, and, like, the only place I could go was Chopped nearby. And I was like, we're at, like, the White House. Like, you would think there would be a lot of options. I don't know. But I did like D.C. in general. We went to, like, a neighborhood-type place for dinner, and I, like, saw the more local side of things, I guess I would say. Um, But I need, like, three to five business days to recover because I literally got in, like, 20,000 steps both days. So. Crazy. Yeah, that's it. And I'm just digging out of my inbox because other people apparently kept working. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> they should know. Yeah. Cease operations. <laughs> I'm away. I'm away. <laughs> um, I did not have that eventful of a week. Uh, my week was actually pretty normal, all things considered. A, a busier week because I am on PTO next week, which I'll get into it in a later episode. But I did chop my hair. A bit. It is it, up right now, uh, so I can't even <laughs> see. Yeah, um, it's a minute chop, a minute slide. Uh, I probably cut off like four ish inches, if I had to guess. So it's like a, it's a lob, a lob. It's like a little bit below my collarbones. Um, and yeah, I was just, you know what, the final straw was. 
I have the base weekender bag, which <laughs> it kept has- getting caught in your hair. Yes. When we went to New York and like, I'm talking like walking the streets of New York to get to Penn Station to get to the train. And my bag is probably like, I don't know, 50 pounds because I don't know how to pack efficiently. I overpack for everything. And I would have it on and then I would go to take it off once I got to the train station and my hair would get pulled down by Mm -hmm. a 50 pound bag. Yeah. It brought tears to my eyes. And I was like, I would be very frustrated. That'd be like, if you're already like overstimulated, that's like the last straw. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I even found not obviously not as bad and painful, but I brought like a little tote bag because I worked at like a couple of coffee shops throughout that week. And even that I found, like, if Mm -hmm. I had, like, my laptop in it and had, like, a little bit of weight to it, it would yank my hair down. And I was like, you know what? This this is my final The problem is clearly the hair. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. So I decided to give it a chop. I also haven't, like, cut my hair anything more than a trim in well over a year. So I was also kind of itching for a little bit of a change. And I do really like it. It is up right now because I washed it. I went to a workout class later last night and didn't shower until like 8 p.m. and went to bed with like damp hair. You mm-hmm. know how when you wake up after going to bed with damp hair and it's just like not good and I didn't want to like heat style it. Anyways, so on and so forth. My hair is up right now, but it does look good. I will admit. I sent you a picture. Mm-hmm. So you got an idea. Um. Yeah. And then I also, this is like random and I thought about making it my favorite, but. Please. That would <laughs> be did, so much. I did it for that reason and because I still need to take the exam. Mm-hmm. And if I don't pass the certificate, I'm sure I, I will pass it eventually. Like I think you get unlimited tries. Um, So even if I don't pass it on the first time. But I have been talking a lot with my manager at work about like continuing education, like ways that I can continue to learn, especially because I'm working a marketing job without a marketing background from school. Mm. So I I would kind of express to her how I feel like I don't really like know a lot of like the buzzwords and like the ins and outs of like exactly how marketing works. And I've just been kind of piecing together from conversations and meetings that I've been in everything and like it'd be nice to like nail this all down and like mm-hmm. even even if my all, all my assumptions are correct like be told that I'm correct and can yeah. like continue on uh so i started the hubspot seo certification course and it honestly has done exactly that like i mm-hmm. feel like all of these terms that like have been thrown at me in the past year and a half that i've been in this job all of a sudden i was like oh that's what that is like okay I understand and I see how it all like is starting to fit together so it's just been fun and also like I'm a nerd and I like learning and I like being a student and it's been kind of fun to put like my student hat back on and like take a course um so yeah they also have a content marketing Mm -hmm. course so I think I'm gonna take that next and they're all free yeah which I had no idea like I was talking to my manager about how to like expense them because my company would have likely covered it as like professional development yeah um but yeah they're completely free I don't know if you only get like a certain amount of them before you have to start paying or like what the deal is but I'm gonna take advantage of as many as I can yeah there's a lot of like LinkedIn learning courses too like Mm -hmm. I did some research and I wanted to do some like professional development stuff a little while ago and it's just like been hard to prioritize. But yeah, there's a lot of good ones on like LinkedIn too about like all sorts of stuff. Like yeah. I had one on my list that was about like 
um, delivering like effective feedback and stuff like that. So there's like hard skill ones, soft skill ones. Yeah. So career women, we are. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Professionally developed. Both of our weeks in review. Uh, look at us. Professional. <laughs> it's tough being a girl boss, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> but also down with capitalism. Yes. Thank you. So true. I just want to lay in a field and eat berries. Um, I was hoping that that title resonated with people. I a couple episodes ago. Let me know if it did. I don't know if that's like niche humor. So I think it resonated with me. Okay, so, but I also get the joke. <laughs> so I was worried people were going to be like, um, "What is this?" But no, I think it's funny. I like it. All right, let's get into our favorites. Sorry if you're hearing this noise. It's our ice. We also have an ice maker going, so I don't mm-hmm. know if you're hearing that. Chaos, really, here tonight. <laughs> um, so my favorite is a new pizza from Trader Joe's. Have you tried? I have not. <gasps> there might be one in the freezer, but I also think Grant might have ate it while I was in D.C. So we can double check. Okay. Um, it is the Trader Joe's vegetarian cheeseburger pizza. And it is – Absolutely groundbreaking, phenomenal, chef's kiss. I feel like I really only like like one pizza from Trader Joe's generally. It's like the um, the pesto one. Oh, it's like a white pizza? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the only pizza that I've ever been a big fan of. And I feel like I was always kind of like lacking in the pizza department because they're mainly Mm meat-based. But this one is with impossible meat. And if you live in Boston and you've been to Stoked – Yes. It's oh. exactly like that. Just, I mean, in a freezer, like, capacity. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's as close as, to that as you can get, I would say. Um, so, it's really good. It has, like, cheeseburger toppings. So, like, it has tomatoes, pickles, onions, um, all sorts of things. And it is delish. So, I highly recommend. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's been in stock because I kind of thought this would be, like, a hot – Hot item. Yeah, like I thought I wouldn't be able to find it, but every time it has been in stock. I will say – I'll have to try this. I think you have to cook it longer than it suggests. As with everything. Yeah. Like for my taste, I feel like it's still a little like uh, squishy. What's Mm, the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like when it comes out, I want it like crispier. Um, So keep that in mind. I think it says 17. I would do like 20, 22 minutes or something. Um, but otherwise it's pretty good. And yeah, I'm curious if we have it. I think I saw the box in recycle, but we can evaluate. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is not my favorite. This is actually an anti-favorite on okay. the Trader Joe's mock meat. Okay. Have you tried the meatless, chickenless uh buffalo wings? No, I haven't even seen those. They are horrid. Awful. Like oh. can't couldn't finish them. I threw out wow. half the bag. Are they frozen? Yeah. Wow. Really bad. Really so bad. they try to make like a they tried to make like a wingless or a, a boneless wing. Yeah. And okay. it like it looked like a drumstick, but the whole thing was meat. And the breading and sauce was really good. The, the texture was the, off. Not even that. It just tasted bad. Wow. Like, I don't know why they didn't just take because they're like chickenless tenders are yeah. really good. Yeah, they've like mastered it in other forms. Yeah, so I'm like, just take that form, form it into a little wing, mm-hmm. bread it, and freeze it, and give us the sauce. No, I don't know what they were trying to do. It like literally tastes like bo smells. Wow, is the best way to describe it. Interesting. I wonder if you got like a bad 
No, because no? I – so I got it, and then I followed the Trader uh, – no, it wasn't Trader Joe's Food Reviews. It was Trader Joe's Kitchen mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I went, and she had posted about it, and I was reading through the comments, and so many people were like, I'm a vegetarian, and this is easily the worst oh. mock meat that I've ever wow. had. Well, I think the the tea is with Trader Joe's. I mean, someone – if you actually work at Trader Joe's corporate, like confirm or deny, please. But my understanding is that they basically just source factories that make interesting food and white label, label everything. Hmm. So they don't actually have like a Trader Joe's production facility anywhere. Tea. So like your comment of like, oh, just like take the chicken and like form it somehow else. Like it's not – they don't like own any of that. I think they just like work with a bunch of suppliers and like interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just source from a bunch of different food producers and like taste what they like and decide they're gonna you know stock it and you know order it kind of thing. Well, who tasted this and was like, yeah, put it on that the is shelf? The question. No offense to the supplier. I'm sure <laughs> you're doing great work. Manufacturing USA, you know, keep yeah. it domestic. We love it. So However, sorry. yeah, but this one was a miss. Um. But yeah, and then moving on to my actual favorite, it's two mascaras. I've never been a mascara layering girly, but I got the um, like Sephora kit that has all the trial sizes and then you can redeem it for one. Mm -hmm. And so because I had like a bunch of little mini mascaras, I was like, I'm going to mess around and start layering them. Specifically, I started layering the Ilia Limitless Lash and the Rare Beauty volumizing mascara because one of them is lengthening and one of them is volumizing so i was like okay that like makes sense science women in stem yeah truly (laughs) and i really like it i have the combination on right now i think it does in fact lengthen and volumize and i have a really bad problem with my mascara smudging on my bottom lash line Mm. apparently it's because i have oily eyelids that makes sense to me just how the cookie crumbles and it definitely still smudges. I think, unfortunately, so long as my uh, glands produce oil, <laughs> that will be the case. But it smudges significantly less than any of the mascaras that I was using before mm. starting this. So, I so mean, do you think the order matters? Um, I don't know. I tep- I typically do the Ilia one first and then the Rare Beauty one because I think it makes the most sense to like lengthen them and like comb through them almost, and then add in the volumizing. But you have to switch it up tomorrow. Yeah, I'll switch, it up. I'll switch it up tomorrow. I'll let y'all know. But I really like it. The Ilia one is probably the one I'm going to redeem that coupon mm-hmm. for because it, it is more expensive. The Rare Beauty one's only like $20, mm-hmm. which like is still a lot of money for a mascara. But And like, Ilia is like a clean beauty brand I too, think so, so yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like drugstore mascaras these days are like 15 Yeah. So I'm like $20 is not that bad. And we love Selena on this oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. We're not a pop culture podcast, but we are Team Selena. Yeah, we're Team Selena. So that, that's what I have for you. I feel like I had another thing to say when you were talking about that. Oh, I – is it weird that I don't put mascara on my bottom lashes? mm Okay. I used to. I don't sometimes. Sometimes yeah, I do. Depends I never do. I don't – I – Used to, I used to just wear a lot more makeup in general. Like when I get my Snapchat memories from like college, I'm like, why? Yeah, like you, I would. You were a winged liner. Girlie. I was a winged liner, like through and, and I was like, and for what? Like for class? For what? Why? That's so much effort. <laughs> I remember you making comments, being like, I don't think I could ever see myself without winged liner. Like I don't feel like, like I look like myself. I still it. feel the most myself with it. Like I'm going okay. out, T- I'll still do it. T-T-T. But like I can tolerate myself without it. 
But anyways, I used to do, yeah, winged liner and bottom lash mascara. And whenever I look at pictures of myself with the bottom lash, I think from like my eye shape or something, I just feel like it makes me look like very tired. Like it like drags me down. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But in general, like I feel like my eyes are very light. So I have to be careful with how harsh, how many dark products I use. Yeah. You know? I My eyes aren't light, but I have really bad under eye circles. So I feel like I also need to be careful because like I already have a pretty significant shadow mm-hmm. under my eyes that like I can't do anything. So that's why sometimes I – like if I want like an, a more open eye effect, I won't put bottom mascara on. Have you seen the TikToks that like hypothesize that people with blue eyes just like hold their eyes open differently? No. Like, so I saw this TikTok that was like, you know how they have the blue eye filter on TikTok? And everyone's like, this looks so weird on me. Someone basically was like, my theory of why this looks weird on everyone is because people with blue eyes just like fundamentally hold their eyes open like more wide than other people. And a bunch of people were like agreeing with them. And I was like, am I like a freak? Like, do I? I haven't noticed. (laughs) I I don't don't think I'm like, I don't think you're wild. I all the time. Like, they basically (laughs) were saying like, you're like, you're like always very like alert please. i don't know how to just it's hard because this isn't a video forum but like can Her you imagine are not that alert i don't know i was like and now i'm self-conscious no now i'm gonna think about it i, I have to like soften but then you just look like stoned yeah or like you're like not able to see <laughs> Which, i might be at any given time yeah so true just kidding the sun hits you those those uh, light irises. True. That's true. I was actually talking about that in DC because every picture of me outside is awful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring sunglasses for this like, you know, business formal yeah. thing. So In the winter, I forget that you can like wear sunglasses. It is, is allowed, yeah. Like I just, in you my honestly mind. honestly need it more because the snow yeah. reflects. Yeah. It is, um, it is a legit thing. Anyways. All right. Well, I don't know how long we've been talking, but probably too long. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Not, not too bad. Uh, we're we're at the average. All right. We are going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to read these Reddit dating stories. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. 
We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Okay, we're back, and I have had no visibility of these because, like I said, I'm a shell of a human, so Kylie did all the episode prep. Let's applaud her. Yay. I love doing these ones. I um, love scouring Reddit. It's so fun. <laughs> She's like, my pleasure. <laughs> um, so we selected a few. We're going to take turns reading them, and mm-hmm. I am going to go ahead and read the first one. And I guess, what is our outcome? We're going to see, like, just if we agree with OP, basically. Yeah. So because this is dating advice, a lot of them are asking, like, was this okay? Or what should I do? Or, you know what I mean? So there's normally a question prompt that we can work with. Okay. And we can look at some of the comments too, see what everyone else says. All right. So I'll kick it off. The topic is, is it bad for a guy to playfully slap a girl, parenthesis, on the face on the first date? You're not off to a good start. (laughs) No. (laughs) Things aren't going well. Long story short, I went in I think this means I went on. I went yeah. on a first date with someone I met on a dating app. We barely texted and this was our first date. So he was a stranger. Without warning, while we were chilling on the beach, he slapped me fairly lightly, but definitely harder than just a touch and enough to startle me. Even as a joke, it's not a funny joke. Did he think I would believe him to be a comedic genius? <laughs> I also feel like this could be a hint to a violent character trait later in a relationship. Anyway, this was not okay to me and I'm not sure if I should be bothered or just accept that it was a joke. Edit. I'm asking because denial is strong. No one wants to feel like they went through assault. So I often found myself downplaying what happened. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't think we have Um, enough context. I was just going to say that. I'm like, did he say, like, was, what were you guys talking about? Yeah. Because in my mind, you guys are just like, so where's your family from? And he's like, slap. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like if she even has any sort of inclination towards it being a joke like they must have been like talking about i don't know like oh you (laughs) so silly so yeah yeah i don't know which still like i'm not saying that that's okay but like that context would help because yeah if you guys were just like talking about the weather and he like slapped you yeah it's tough that's even more of a red flag i will say when Zach and I went on our first date. We he were slapped like, you on the face? He did. Yeah. <laughs> and we're very happy together. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we were like in a similar circumstance where like we didn't really text that much before our first date. So like he was also a stranger to me. And if he had slapped me on our first date. It would be a turn off. I don't think there'd be a second. Okay. So Fair. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to belittle op's experience and say that it like i don't want to go so far as to say it was assault that but again we just don't have the context like maybe it was yeah like i feel like if if the person that went through the experience mentions that there's a chance it was assault or like suspects yeah then i'm like okay there's got to be some like validity there like you know believe the victim situation but i'm just struggling i mean she even says he slapped me fairly lightly so I'm just struggling to imagine, like, the context of the situation. Yeah. But regardless, I don't know. I feel like you don't want to really – I feel like a first date's a lot to, like, touch someone without consent in general. Yeah. So that's kind of a red flag. You need flag. to, like, really follow the cues. Yeah. Um, as to what touching is. Yeah. And is inappropriate. Uh, and I think also, like, if you are feeling like something is off, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Even if – 
for whatever reason, like, people were to say that you were being unreasonable, like, clearly it bothered you. Yeah. That's okay. It bothered you enough to make a Reddit post. Yeah. So, (laughs) So. like, and I think that's answer in and of itself. Like, you, you don't have to put up with this if you don't want to. And from what I can gather from Reddit, it seems like they probably agree that if mm. you are feeling uncomfortable or like it wasn't okay, then it's not okay. And yeah. you don't have to go on another date with this guy. And you can post him all over Facebook and say, this man slapped me on her first <laughs> date. <laughs> don't date him. Let's see what Reddit thought. It says, maybe if you had your 99 defense cape on, he wouldn't have even tried slapping you. Is that a reference that I don't It understand? must be because okay. OP was like, this is so niche. Thank I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that is. We're not. We're not familiar. I don't know what that is. So sorry. You already answered your own question. It's not okay for you, so it's bad. In my opinion, it's very bad. I wouldn't even joke like that with my closest friends. Um, much more a stranger. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm in agreement. Yeah, yeah. My ex did this and said he was testing the waters <gasps> when he asked why. He was literally testing how much I'd accept. <gasps> interesting slippery slope (laughs) slippery slope oh my god i'd be like you can accept my door hitting you in the ass on the way out yeah well i wonder like it sounds like they said that much later into the yeah relationship which is scary hate that hate like calculated weird shit like that hate men hate men (laughs) truly and that's why i send them to florida without me (laughs) next this one is called, would it be cheating if I went on a date with someone else while in a situationship? I want to recognize this has absolutely no likes. Uh, they hate it. <laughs> Reddit hates it. It does have 32 comments, though. That's intriguing. Okay, keep going. Okay. So it starts, we are both 21. Would I be cheating if I went on a date while in a situationship? Been seeing this girl since January. For reference, we're recording this early March. Mm-hmm. It's going well, but I feel like she's shady at times and a bit hot and cold. She's meant to come down to me on Saturday. Like, I assume come and see you on Saturday. I've been talking to another person, and I arranged a date with this one for tomorrow, and we'll probably do other things, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Bold. (laughs) He's confident. Uh, would this be considered cheating? I can't trust the situation ship at the moment. She does a few shady things to make me question her integrity, like blocking me from seeing her story sometimes or turning off her Snapchat location for me as well and then turning it back on. We aren't exclusive. I do like her, but I question her and don't want to be played. I think you're being pl- – I think you're yeah, already being played. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. In my opinion, I feel like if you haven't had an explicit – exclusive relationship conversation than anything is fair game maybe that's maybe that's aggressive but like yeah i feel like especially if you have suspicions that like she's not the most loyal or like she's doing weird shit too like yeah i don't know and also if you guys just met in january you've been seeing each other for at most two months like yeah a lot of people aren't exclusive, even if this like wasn't a situation ship thing and you were just dating and you had been seeing this girl and hadn't defined the relationship because a lot of people don't define the relationship two months after meeting the person, then it wouldn't be that weird for you to be going on dates with other people. Like until yeah. you had that talk of, okay, we're exclusively going to see each other. So yeah, I agree. If you haven't, it sounds to me even like they maybe had a discussion of like, we are not exclusive. Yeah. Like we're just- fucking around yeah and also like so i guess they phrased it would it be cheating 
definitely wouldn't be cheating. Mm -hmm. Would it be even bad? I also think not really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially, yeah, it sounds like, not for nothing, it sounds like she's probably been doing other things with other people and not really giving you a second thought. So I also am kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just time to cut her. Like, it seems like like you're not getting what you want out of the the relationship that you do have with her. So, yeah. The the sentence, it's going well, but I feel she's shady sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. like, that feels like an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> I do like her, but I question her and don't want to be played. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That doesn't sound like the foundation for a long-lasting, <laughs> loving relationship. And if all you want is a situationship, that's totally fine. fine. But cut that off when you have the exclusivity conversation with someone else, you know? Yes. So yeah, and also it sounds like you want more than a situation trip if you're going on a date with another person. True, you know what I mean. Like they desire true love and connection. Yeah, a hopeless romantic. <laughs> Op, go get go get your woman. Should I tell her? He so someone said nope. Situationship is not a relationship. Do whatever you want because you're single. And then Op replied, "Should I tell her?" Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. I don't think you need to. Another I mean, reply. Bro, you're doing communication wrong. You're supposed to hash out boundaries with her, not the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Get off your high horse, I guess. Um, It doesn't matter if it's technically not cheating. It only matters how she feels about it. You might want to talk about this openly with her. Have a discussion about fidelity. And if you're both okay with dating others, don't surprise people or they can get quite upset with you. Now, if you don't care if you lose your chance with her, then do whatever you want. But if you potentially want a relationship with her in the future then I recommend being open about this or she might never forgive you for going behind her back with something like this. It can destroy trust. I don't know. I mean, he's calling it a situationship. And like explicitly saying they're not exclusive. Maybe we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, but like, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like it's that it sounds to me like she isn't really opening up that conversation either and is likely seeing other people as mm-hmm. well. And I, I know that like, an eye for an eye isn't necessarily the right way to go about it, but like, do you really want to sit down with her and be like, "So, what I've are been we thinking about dating other people?" Yeah, and she's like, "I've literally gone on six <laughs> dates this week. Like, why are we having this conversation?" I feel like we have the hot take here because I know. Um, another one says, "Pro tip: If you have to ask yourself, is this technically cheating? Then it's a selfish dick move, regardless." I'm like, I don't know. I really feel strongly that if you have not had a conversation that you are explicitly exclusive, then you're not. Yeah. Personally. I agree. All right. Maybe we're just promiscuous girls. (laughs) So promiscuous. (laughs) Two girls in a full, in full relationships. I don't know. Maybe, I guess we're pretty, we've got pretty flexible boundaries, it sounds like. Yes. All right. Next one. How physically attracted would you need to be to someone for a long-term relationship to work? Let's dig in. I often see it said that when pursuing a long-term relationship, looks should be subsidiary to personality and emotionality, and many admit that they weren't very physically attracted to their current partners upon first meeting them, but they grew much more attractive as they got to know them more deeply. Am I alone in thinking that this is the wrong approach to take? Personally, I've tried dating women who I was only mildly attracted to because I liked their personality and it was a disaster. I wasn't sexually forward and didn't really want to get intimate. Eventually, I had to make excuses as to why I wasn't able to date them. Wouldn't it make more sense to find someone you're highly attracted to, even if that is only about one in 50 women in my case? Jeez, what are your oh standards? God. And then explore whether you're emotionally compatible. 
Of course, you're going to see more attractive people than whoever you're dating, whether on the street or online, but I feel like there needs to be a very high level of physical and sexual attraction for a relationship to work. What are your thoughts? So I have a lot of thoughts. I also have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I have a lot of complex thoughts. <laughs> I think the first thing to address is the this whole, even if that's one in 50 women, I'm like, I think you should maybe take like a hard look in yeah, the mirror. Unless you are quite literally like ryan reynolds yeah like if you're pedro pascal then like (laughs) yeah okay yeah um but putting that aside (laughs) putting that comment aside i am torn in two directions because on the one hand i kind of agree with op in that like when you're dating the first impression that you have of someone is whether or not you find them attractive like, that's just, like, that's the first thing that you really notice about someone. At mm-hmm. least maybe I'm jaded because I did, like, online dating. So that's yeah. really what's on display. But that's, like, your first – I mean, think of how a dating app works. You literally see photos of someone and you decide whether or not you want to start a conversation with them. So, like, there does need to be, I think, a level of physical attraction to the person. Do I think that – once you start to get to know someone, that physical attraction deepens because it's like accompanied by mm-hmm. learning about this person and like growing to really care for and love them. Yeah, I do. But I do think that there there needs to be that initial like physical connection and attraction. But with that being said, my current boyfriend is in fact the, the literal opposite of your type that of you my type. Said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I've been trying, since I've read this one, I've been trying to piece that together. And truthfully, I can't remember back to our first date what, how I felt. Mm -hmm. I mean, I obviously thought that he was like objectively attractive because I met him on a dating app and I swiped or I, it was Hinge. So you don't swipe on Hinge, you like whatever. Um, So like clearly it was enough for me to consider going on a date with him and then consider going on a second date and then become his girlfriend. But I I like, I don't know. I genuinely can't remember how I felt in that moment. Like when I was first meeting him. Because now that I know him, I find him like very attractive. And yeah. I obviously like care about him a lot. And it's been no issue. And maybe that's also like kind of answering his question of like, even if someone is the opposite of your type. Like, if as long as there's, like, a borderline objective, like, yeah, you're attractive, once you get to know them, like, that attraction deepens. I don't know. Or none of that made sense at all. Who knows? I don't know. I think there's definitely a baseline, like, situation going here, but I have two... I guess counter arguments. Oh, T. (laughs) Um, The first one being is, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm thinking in a long-term relationship capacity, but like maybe it doesn't matter here, but I'm thinking about how like intimacy depends a lot more on just someone's physical appearance. Like it depends on like how safe they make you feel and how cared for you feel. And even like when you live with someone, I think, you know, I saw this thing on TikTok that like got me thinking too of, you know, like weaponized incompetence can be like a huge turnoff for women. And like it can make you feel like they're your child basically. And then you don't want to sleep with them because that's, you know, messed up and weird and Freudian. Yeah. Um, And so I've been thinking about that too. Like it it goes so far beyond just like, do I, are they aesthetically appealing to me? It's like the way they make you feel and like there's so many other factors and stuff. And then my other thing is like, if you actually want to 
be with someone. I mean, it's one thing you just want to like sleep with someone, then obviously that's key criteria. Yeah. But if you want to like be with someone for like long term, like you their their appearance is going to change significantly yeah. if you're with yeah. them for a long time. Like they're going to gain weight, they're going to lose weight. Like everyone, you know, fluctuates in the way that they look over time. They're going to change their style, their hair, like who knows. And so it's just a hard thing. Like his our whole argument is basically like that should be the first thing and then you build from there. And I kind of feel like that's not sustainable. Yeah, I do agree with that. That's why I think that like I think it's okay if it's the first thing that you notice about some it, it can't be the reason that you stay. You can't yeah. stay with someone for their looks. Mm-hmm. Like if you meet someone, you find them attractive and then you get to know them and you don't like them, like it doesn't matter that they're your type. It doesn't matter that like you are sexually attracted to them. Like that's not going to make a good relationship if you don't like the person. Um yeah, I think I think we're more in agreement. Yeah. Than, maybe I just did a bad job explaining myself. But I think to answer OP's question, I do think you need to broaden your horizons and think more so in terms of like objectively, is this person attractive? Like, could I see myself being attracted to them and then get to know them? You know what I mean? Well, and I just feel like I don't really it also yeah. trust that much merit in the OP just based on that one. Yeah, comment. it sounds like you also have high <laughs> standards. So like, I don't know. Maybe relax. Be honest with yourself. Maybe touch grass. If, if you're a six out of ten, be <laughs> honest with yourself. Okay. Come on. And you probably are. Moving on. <laughs> Relationship advice from a 19-year-old female. I'm feeling neglected and unheard in my relationship. She said, TLDR, what do I what should I do? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think she knows what TLDR means. <laughs> um, so she said, Hi there. I hope you're doing well. Thanks, Queen. You <laughs> so too. Sweet. You too, Angela. Um I'm feeling a bit confused about my current relationship and I was hoping to get some advice. I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year now and while things have been great for the most part, there are some things that have been bothering me lately. For starters, my boyfriend doesn't seem to make me a priority in his life. He's always busy with work or hanging out with his friends and I feel like I'm always the one initiating plans or trying to spend time together. When we do make plans, he often cancels last minute or is distracted on his phone. Additionally, I've noticed that he doesn't really listen to me when I talk. I'll He'll nod along and make some comments, but it's clear that he's not really paying attention. It's frustrating because I feel like I'm not being heard or understood. I've tried talking to him about these issues, but he always brushes them off or gets defensive. I'm starting to feel like he doesn't value our relationship as much as I do. I really care about him and want to make things work, but I don't know how to get through to him. Do you have any advice on how to approach this situation? I'm not sure what to do, and I could really use some guidance. This one's hard. Yeah. Because I'm like – my gut response is like talk to him kind of thing. But it's tough because, you know, like I think I've been in a long-term relationship. Like we're going to be, I don't know, seven years this year. And like I've definitely been more present for periods of time than I have others. Yeah. And so like things are going to ebb and flow and like it could be related to like their mental health and stuff. And I'm not trying to like make excuses for them because it is kind of a red flag that that's happening like in the first year. Like I would yeah. say in, unless they have like stressful situations going on in their life that you can kind of like, you know, think of, it's not really acceptable within the first year. Like that should frankly be like some of your best times and your easiest times. You don't have yeah. anything like stress about yet in your relationship. Um, So I don't know. I feel like – I feel like if – you know, if her if her key question is, do you have any advice on how to approach the, the situation? I feel like you just need to say like, hey, I feel like 
I'm always the one making plans with you. And even when we are hanging out, you're on your phone anyway. Like, is, is there anything deeper there? Like, should we, can we do something about that? Like, it doesn't make me feel, you know, cared for. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough though because she says she's talked to him about it and he just brushes it off. And it's also tough because she says she's 19. I'm assuming he's also like 19 around yeah, her age. Yeah, I feel like she would have clarified if he was older. Yeah, which is so young. Like 19-year-old boys are just – Like they might as well be infants. <laughs> yeah. Like truly, like learning how to walk. They have no idea what they're doing ever. 25-year-old boys barely have any idea what they're doing. Um, Toddlers. <laughs> truly. <laughs> So it's like, again, not to like, I don't know, defend him, yeah. but I'm also kind of like, he probably doesn't have the emotional depth to like yeah. understand where you're coming from. And I don't know. I think, I think you need to do like a, a good look at your relationship and what's been good and what's been bad. And figure out if like the good outweighs the bad and like how you could maybe go about approaching him with what's bothering you to that will like actually get him to listen and maybe it's just like when you notice him on his phone asking him a question like engaging Mm -hmm. him in conversation to like pull him off of his phone um or even just like a phone pile like i've done that with yeah uh, my friends like when we go out to eat it's like put all your phones in the middle so maybe just like even doing that is kind of like a low pressure way to like enforce like hey i want to be like more present um but also i kind of feel like my response to this one feels comparable to the first one where it's like if you're overthinking this enough that you feel the need to post it on the internet for strangers yeah you're probably recognizing that it's a problem for you yeah and that's what matters yeah so like I would say, like, talk to him, give him, like, one more chance. But if he's still not receptive, like, clearly this bothers you. Yeah. Angela. Angela. So. And that's okay if it bothers you. Right. This is a reasonable thing to be bothered about. Yeah. Um, And I will say, the reason I chose this uh, post is I watched a video about, like, the number one reason couples break up. And the number one reason is that one or both partners don't feel heard Mm -hmm. in their relationship. And it talked about how you're never going to find someone who shares every opinion as you, who uh, agrees with you all the time, who always like is coming from the same perspective as you. Like that's just not possible because Mm -hmm. every human being is different. But what helps distinguish relationships that work and don't work is when there are those differences in opinion or perspective or whatever it may be, the couples that work have two people who are able to empathize and Mm -hmm. see and respect the other person's opinion or belief or perspective. The couples that don't work are the ones where one or both partners are feeling neglected and unheard. So that's not to like scare you into being like, if your relationship's down the drain, like break up with him. But it's definitely something that you want to address sooner than later because this is one of those like a red flag becomes a red ocean at the end. <laughs> I've never heard that. that before. You haven't seen these no. TikToks that are like the red flags at the beginning of your relationship form a red ocean at the end of your oh. relationship. No, I haven't seen that. It's like the idea is just everything that like you ignored at the beginning of your relationship because yeah. you were so like caught up in the moment. Uh, is what ends up killing the relationship if you don't properly address them. So Yeah, well, I feel like it's kind of comparable to like a lot of people 
think that like marriage is going to fix their relationship problems mm-hmm. or like having a kid and it's like it's just gonna compound huh, yeah it's just gonna make it it's worse more problems yeah <laughs> yeah a kid yeah are you kidding next up my friend male 24 and i male 24 met two girls both 18 okay first red flag um at the bar we all really hit it off but there's a small problem the girl i like she likes my friend the girl my friend likes she likes me how do we switch partners <laughs> It's like a movie. (laughs) It's interesting how little advice there is online for dating beyond the absolute basics. Searching far and wide has led me here to ask for the wisdom of the crowds. My friend and I were hanging out the other evening and we ran into two really cute girls looking for some fun. They're both attractive, but have two very different personalities and body types. As I'm sure you all know, girls can take their pick in these sort of situations. And pick they did. They're pretty obvious in pairing up with their preferred guy and we're more than happy to entertain them for the night. The question is that we prefer the other girl. A few days have passed and we've had the opportunity to talk about our intentions and desires. And while neither of us are jealous or anything immature like that, we haven't the faintest idea how to switch partners. Is that even possible? We're planning to meet the girls again next weekend. The obvious thing is just to tell them directly, but there's an equally obvious chance that they are super not okay with the idea and leave. What strategies are available to get us the girl we want? This is so weird. Okay. I have I have a couple of things to say. <laughs> Number one, a small one, a small detail. Very different personalities slash body types. You know that TikTok sound that's like, okay, why the fuck do you bring that up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Like, yeah. We, believe it or not, as uh, adult women, we can, you know, gather that two different girls are just going to be different in a, a plethora of ways. Yeah. They're different human beings. <laughs> Um, but anyways, that's just poking fun at a small part. I think you're right. Uh, 24 and 18 as 25 year olds, people who are like, are like, like kind of freshly 25. Like that would, that would basically make it so that we would have to be attracted to someone 19. I would rather literally be hung by my toenails. Like please. Than date a 19 year old man. Please. Ridiculous. Absolutely not. I know it's like different, unfortunately, it's different when it's like an older man with a younger woman, I feel like. At least like societally, mm. it's a little different. Uh, but it's still giving me the ick. Yeah. I also think that we are like blatantly just ignoring uh, how these girls feel. They've made it very <laughs> clear how they feel. And yeah. they're like, well, let's just push that to the side and figure how out we how switch. we can get what we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're men and we want what we want. And if we can't get it, we don't want it. Um. I don't know. I think cut your losses and find someone your own age. That's yeah, just my... I, I would agree with that. Like, so um, sorry. Yeah. Especially if you guys are friends. I mean, maybe it's just the anxious attachment in me. But if, like, you and I went to a bar, for example, and met two guys, and, like, I liked one and you liked the other, and they wanted to switch, like, I would have a hard time. Like, I would just have a hard time with that, of, like, knowing... That the person that I like was initially attracted mm-hmm. to my friend and like wanted to be with my friend. Yeah. I don't know. I would just second guess that a lot. And it's like, there's the line in here. They're pretty obvious in pairing up with their preferred guy. So, like, period. Yeah. And, and they're like, <laughs> so it sounds like you're, it sounds like if you separate the couples, she's not into the guy that's yeah. into her. Right. And so you kind of just have to respect that and move on. Yep. Let's see what Reddit thinks. Cancel your double date plans. Ask the girls 
you're interested in for a solo date if they cancel or if they say no, move on. Yeah, that's a good point. That might be like, I don't know, but like, let's say your guy asked me, like, that would put me in a weird spot. Like, because I would feel like I had to say no because they were like your guy. Um, no, because I feel like you would, like, you would just act on, like, you weren't into my guy. So you yeah. probably just want to say no anyways. Yeah. I guess maybe if you, I, I, I don't know. I guess you have to trust that, like, if my guy came to you, you would come to me and be like, would you be offended by this? Yeah. It seems like everyone is agreeing with that first comment, basically. Someone says, why would you get what you want and not the girls? Yeah. Just tell your friend to text the girl he likes and you text the one that you like and both ask each girl out on a one-on-one date. They'll get the gist. If it doesn't work, oh, well. This is literally the only thing you can do. Yeah. The next one, since you think attraction slash people are interchangeable, why don't you just change which girl you each like? (laughs) So true. (laughs) All right. Men are trash. Always. So the last one is, I don't want to scare guys off, but dot, dot, dot. I'm a 29-year-old female, and I've never had a boyfriend or been on a date. I have struggled with severe depression since I was 15 years old, like so bad that I didn't have a life. For the past 14 years, I've been in a fog and haven't really interacted with people. I have finally found relief from my depression and trying to find a boyfriend using Hinge. Ugh, same. <laughs> I'm chatting with a few guys and feel ready to start going on dates. My question is, should I be honest up front and let him know I've never I've never dated before? I don't want to scare anyone off, but I am also a very honest person who tends to feel like if I'm not open about everything that I'm lying to them. I'm also scared of rejection. I know it's going to happen, but I think I would rather be open and get rejected early on instead of going out for a while telling him I've never dated before and then being dumped. All advice is appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Giggle Claire. <laughs> Giggle Claire. <laughs> Um, no, I think, (laughs) (laughs) um, like, okay, so her whole spiel is I, if I know, I know it's going to happen, but I think I would rather be open and get rejected early on instead of going out for a while telling him I've never been dated, I've never dated before than being dumped. It's not the, the sheer fact that you've never dated before is not going to get you dumped. I think, like, I think- I think if you were to present like red flags, you know, maybe because you've never dated before in other capacities, like maybe you're not emotionally mature or like you don't know how to like handle distance. Like there's all sorts of things that you learn through being in relationships that maybe if you didn't have experience with, you might be less well versed. That could be reasons to break up. But just the sheer fact that you've never been in a relationship, I don't think it's like dump material. So I don't, I say no. Yeah. I so the reason I picked this one is because I see a lot of myself in Giggle Claire. <laughs> Giggle Claire. <laughs> um, and to your point, you would be surprised. Really? At least from because men are trash, right? Yeah. And they're garbage and they're no good. Uh I ha- went on a couple of dates with guys where I told them that I had never been in a relationship and that was that was it. Really? I got ghosted. That's surprising. Yeah. And it wasn't until I met my current partner, and when I told him that I had never been in a relationship before, he kind of like reiterated exactly what you're saying of like, yeah, there's definitely things that being in a relationship teaches you and like, we'll have to overcome that. But like, it's not- It's not a red flag on You seem reasonable enough of a person to like, 
be willing to work through that. And also, you didn't give us like much context, but I'm assuming you have other relationships in your life, whether that be with a close family friend or Mm -hmm. a parent or a friend, just generally like you probably have other relationships in your life. And regardless of whether it's romantic or not, you learn basic communication skills. You learn how to keep a relationship Mm -hmm. nourished and fulfilled long-term. And like, there are going to be hurdles that come with like a romantic relationship because they are different than everything else. But I think as long as you like have like tap into the skills that you do have from the relationship that you have and show the awareness that you know there's going to be things that you're going to have to learn and you're willing to like do that and work with your partner on that, I think that is a green flag, if anything. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than someone who is emotionally intelligent and aware of their strengths and weaknesses. And so yeah. And I also think that based on my own experience. It might scare guys off, to be honest. It probably will scare at least one guy off. But do you really want to be dating that guy? Probably not. If anything, it'll make room for the guy that has the patience to work with you and who cares about you enough to work through this. And that's all that matters. Like, that's who you want to date in the end is the person that, like, doesn't see this as a immediate red flag. Because if they're they're scared off, it's just because they want something easy. And mm. no relationship tea. is easy ever. So. Tea, tea, tea. Um, it's also interesting because it's like when she says, should I be honest and upfront and let him know I've never dated before? It's like, I don't think you should lie. Like if no. you're like, <clears throat> like in a conversation about like past relationships, like obviously tell the truth. But it feels to me that this is like match and immediately first message I've never been. Yeah, you're the first man I've ever spoken yeah. to. Like, don't do that. No, I don't but think. Like- <laughs> I don't think I mentioned it to my. I know for a fact for my current partner, I did not mention it until like three or four dates. Yeah, ago. like if it comes up organically, yeah. like don't don't lie. But also, like you don't have to be so upfront that it's like weird, you yeah. know. So there's like a balance. But yeah. let's see what Reddit says. You want to date? Okay, so go on dates. Nobody, and I'll reiterate, nobody is going to ask you, "Have you been on a date before?" Relax. Going on dates is not that big of a deal. There's no reason to come out and be like, wow, I've never been on a date before. Like, what kind of response are you expecting? Relax. (laughs) So true. Okay, yeah. This comment is like supporting what you said. Like, they mentioned that they had never been on a date before and they called it off. I like this one. Fake it till you make it. Literally the same as any job interview. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Or guy who's a virgin, please. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have a first time, and if a little embellishment is needed to seal the deal, it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. And think about it. Like, literally all you have to do is go on one date, and then you don't have to say you've never dated before, Mm because that's no longer true. Then it becomes a question of, like, have you been in a relationship? Yeah. Which, that you can't change. Unfortunately, the only way out is through. Like, you have to get into a relationship in order to change that. Uh, And to do that, you just have to be honest, and the person that's right to be in a relationship with is going to not be scared off. Mm-hmm. So it takes time. It takes effort. It takes going on a lot of dates. Uh, and it's not always fun. I'll be honest with you. But if you find the right person, it's worth it. All right. Those are the stories that we're reading this week. Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Let us know. Yeah. And with that, we – well, no. I always forget that we have like a whole spiel at the end. We I do. Just, I just go to say goodbye. Um, follow us on Instagram at mm-hmm. 2 Hotter. 
leave us any advice that you need in our anonymous suggestion box. It's always linked in the show notes. Uh, like us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because it really helps our show out and helps get us in front of the right audience like you guys listening. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.